Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. I'm Ward. We are creative people, the creative projects. Sometimes we talk about that, among other things. Be forewarned, sometimes content or language may be inappropriate for children. Welcome to episode 429 of Fridays on the Fly. What's going on? Well, I had a project fail. Uh, my task was to, well, kind of a self-imposed task. All my projects are. I wanted to create a shelf. I wanted it to be flat pack. It's going to be seasonal for the holidays to display various holiday trinkets. And so I wanted it flat pack so when it was not being used, it would store in a small space. It didn't work out. So I'll tell you why it didn't work out. One, a lot of flat pack stuff, it's out of eighth inch plywood. So that was what I started with, eighth inch plywood, because that's what you see a lot of flat pack stuff in. That was a mistake right off the bat. You know, I built the whole thing out of eighth. It's kind of in the shape of a Christmas tree being holiday themed. And it just wasn't quite sturdy enough. I mean, it it flat packs. You can put it together. You know, it's pretty secure. I uh, probably would have done a little bit more to it. But the thing is, the stuff I'd be putting on it, it's just not secure enough. It's got uh, it's two-sided, which is also part of the problem. Like that cantilever, it's just a little bit too much. What I should have done, probably should have made it out of something like three-quarter ply. That would be a little stronger. And I mean, maybe if I redid this whole design and made it out of three-quarter instead of eighth, it might be good. Eighth just flexes a little too much for what this is. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where I did it, failed, didn't want to go back and do it again because I've already done it once. Why do I want to go back and do the same thing again? I may revisit it next Christmas, but for this one, it's over. I mean, Christmas is over now. It's I'm not. I have no interest. Uh, that was unfortunate, though. But you know, like looking back, why did I think the eighth inch was going to be sufficient? You know, if I was putting things that weren't very heavy, probably fine, but not the case. And it's my mistake was you think of flat pack, or at least when I think of flat pack, I think of eighth inch ply, and that started me down a path of abject failure. I did get a Ford F-150 pickup truck, like all these vehicles I'm going to be picking up lately. It is in need of a fair amount of work. When I got it, it did not run. It does not have brakes. What I know is wrong with it, or what I've been told is wrong with it, because I don't know. I've been told that the transmission cooler line is leaking very badly, enough that you can't really drive it, because it just transmission fluid leaks out too quickly. I've been told the power steering line leaks. Not sure how much. And... It was taken to a shop, and when the shop had it on the lift, somehow they snagged a brake line, and it must yeah, the brakes don't work. I know the brakes don't work, so I had it towed to my house, and luckily the parking brake works, and that's how I was able to roll it down my driveway and get it in place. Charged the battery, cranked right up. Sounds good. It's 2001 Ford F-150, 70,000-odd miles, that's what I was told. Even though I cranked it, I didn't think to look at the mileage, but whatever, not much. It does have a little bit of rust. Notice some rust in the passenger rear door rocker unfortunately uh so that's that's unfortunate and there's a little bit of rust in the bed too now i told there's a little bit of rust on the undercarriage doesn't seem like a lot kind of your typical surface rust but it'll probably be worth addressing i think i might hold on to this truck for a little while because it's got seventy thousand miles on it and i've always loved the 2001 ford f-150s i grew up with those that model that era and i like them and this thing it's two a drive you know put a little drop kit on it maybe some wheels I think the paint would probably buff out a little bit. Unfortunately, I got a little bit of rust on a rocker. But if I could find a door at a junkyard that's the same color, I might be onto something. That's a fun little project. All I've done, I just cleaned it out. I found nine, over nine, what, I think it was $9.20 in change in the vehicle. Uh, it was a bit of an adventure because it, most of that was in the center console. And it looks like somebody had spilled soda in the center console. So all the coins were sticky and sticking together. And, you know, it's okay. Uh, it was worth it, you know. 
So now the truck is much cleaner. It, I mean, it really wasn't that bad. It's actually you know, just some stuff in the current console. That's the bulk of it. Haven't even really vacuumed it out. Didn't really need it. Uh, just cleaned up some stuff. Do need to do kind of a carpet clean on the seats. You know, just, I mean, it's a 20-year-old truck. But in great shape overall. Happy to get it. And I'm, you know, it's it's the new toy. I just want to work on that. But I've got quite a few other car projects that should be completed probably first. I mean, probably should do a first-come, first-serve because... I just do the project I'm most excited about. I'm always going to do the newest one. And the old ones will sit forever. Uh, I think my plan is my Blazer, my S10 Blazer that I've had for a very long time. I have finally got that running. Set for five years, got it running. I need to do whatever is left for that. Uh, I got it running. And then when I pulled out of the garage, working on something else, it's running a little rough. Need to investigate that. But it was running fine and well. So I, just, I need to button that up and just get it out of here. You know, I had some dreams of how much I'd get for it. Looking at prices... Definitely, you know, obviously if it runs and drives and moves, it'll go for more. So I just need to button that up. I need it out of here. Uh, almost whatever I can get for it, I get for it. And I go because I need it gone. I need to clear space. I just, I have no interest in that. That's what I need to get done. I'm finally back in, I think, July or August. I had my little Hyundai Sonata project. I had to paint the front and rear bumpers. And I wanted to do automotive paint myself because I'd never done that. I just, I've always wanted to. And looking into it, I decided I needed an air cooler and air dryer loop. Just when you have a compressor. The air that comes immediately out of the compressor is very hot. It's a lot of moisture in it, and moisture and paint do not mix. And the biggest or the best solution I found was an air dryer loop, where it's about 30 feet of pipe, and it gives the the warm air out of the compressor a chance to expand for the moisture to drop out. You have water traps along the loop, and then by the time the air gets to your paint gun, you have very little moisture, which is what you want. I bought a kit. I mean, I looked at getting copper. I looked at steel. I looked at all kinds of things, building my own. And just buying a kit from, what is this? I think it says Rapid Air Fast Pipe. That was the most economic solution. Like, it was just, it was a little bit more than getting copper. Copper seemed to be the cheapest way I could do it myself. But with copper, you get that oxidation. It's green. You get some nastiness. With aluminum, aluminum does not oxidize like that. Aluminum oxidizes, was it like clear or something? It's better. And it, with like iron pipe, you get rust. And so I wanted to avoid that. And the Fast Pipe was the ticket. And it's been sitting in my shop on my workbench for months and months and months because I need to do it. I just haven't. I always find something else to distract me. Because what my goal here is I want it on the wall, but I don't have a place to paint a car. I mean, I'm painting these bumpers as a first stab into, I want to paint a whole car. Preferably, I mean, really, I want to paint my daily driver truck. I want to do that myself. And so this is my test run on these bumpers. So I need an air dryer loop to where my air doesn't have any moisture in it. But I don't have a place to paint a vehicle other than right now I'm thinking I'm going to wrap plastic around my carport and make turn it into a makeshift paint booth. If I do that, I need to be able to roll my compressor and my air dryer loop out there. So this air dryer loop, I'm making it where it's going to make sure I have cleats where it will kind of hang on the wall. I don't want it to take up a lot of space. So it's going to hang on the wall with cleats, which I've got cleats. I made a bunch from a previous project and didn't think I'd ever do anything with them. Here we are. We're doing something with them. So that's great. I'm going to build a frame at a three-quarter ply. The loop will attach to this frame. This frame will hang onto the wall on these cleats. So it didn't take up a lot of space. I'm gonna put some bumpers out of plywood to encase the pipe on the front side because space is a premium in my shop. I don't want anything to roll into the pipe to damage the pipe. So I'm gonna put some bumpers on there. One at the bottom, one midway of the frame. I mean, this whole frame is about seven feet tall. May add some more just depending on what's there. But most of what I would store in front of the pipe it sits there. It doesn't move back and forth. Shouldn't really pose any damage. And my two bumpers should be fine. So I've started the frame. All that is coming together nicely. 
And I am, I'm putting a little bit of care into the frame. Just, you know, whenever I make stuff in my shop, it's not fine furniture. I realize that. But I like for it to look nice, you know, as professional as I can get it. So with the frame, I'm just making sure everything's square, everything lines up, you know, flush, all that good stuff. But I will take a router bit, round over the edge, just give it a nice, you know, like that little bit of work just makes something look a little more professional. I know I bought a picnic table from a big box home improvement store because making your own just wasn't worth it. Like the materials alone would be more than it take to just buy a pre-assembled picnic table. Well, not pre-assembled, you know, all the pieces. And what I did after I built it, I took a half inch round over router bit, went over all the edges and corners, and just that little bit of work made the thing look 10 times better. It's just little details. I mean, I'm a details person, so I'm gonna at least round over. I don't think I'll do anything more than that. I mean, it doesn't need to be great. I just don't want any sharp edges. That's really what it comes down to. I will paint it white, because everything else in my shop is white, so it'd be nice for the frame to blend into the wall, so that's why we'll do that. And that is what I'm currently working on, and that should get wrapped up, and that's basically a week-long project. You know, you had to cut out all the wood, glue it all up. I mean, still gotta cut all the pipe. I've got a bunch of pipes, so I'll have to cut that out. So I think a week should do it. I had, and this is just a product that's been on the list forever that I haven't gotten around to. I have a Dremel brand oscillating tool, and it is great. I've used it the most for stuff like cutting holes in a drywall when you need a patch and you're squaring it up, or cutting the bottom of door jams when you're installing a new floor. It works great for that. It's like a nice little flush bit cutter. And it stopped working. And this was a long time ago. This might be, it's probably been years by now. And I had a regular like Dremel angle grinder way back when. Daddy quit working. And it's a handy tool, so I bought a new one because I had all these little bits and attachments and things for it, and so I hated not having it like it seemed useful. So I got another one. And the first one I just threw away because I didn't know any better. So this one I thought, I've been thinking, since it broke, I think, well, I just need to look at it. Hopefully it's something very simple like it's the switch and I can fix this. And it just so happens I got a battery-powered oscillating tool over the holidays, so I really don't need this other Dremel. It's like, well, maybe I can fix this switch when it's any fix, I can sell it. So I opened it up, and what I found was, who knows how, what, where, why, You've got the cord plugged into your household receptacle, and it comes into the tool. You've got three wires. So the power wire that connects to the circuit board, like that, there's a lug on the circuit board that power connects to. That lug melted the circuit board, like the corner of the circuit board is just black. It's singed, melted, and then melted and embedded in the side of the case. And so I opened this thing up, and that's what I saw. So I hoping it was an easy fix, like the switch, because I need it to be easy, otherwise I won't be able to fix it. No, well, that's not the case. The circuit board is just gone doing a quick search circuit board 20 bucks this tool since it's used i mean it, i've had I've, it's been broken for years i had it for years before then if it worked at best it's a 30 dollar tool as you can see the math does not check out so i'm probably going to scavenge it as i do with most things if they don't work and i can't repair it and i have no use for it and it's not worth anything i take all the screws out whatever i can salvage i take and so i'll probably just salvage this thing and the bad thing is the dremel brand blades don't work in the new oscillating tool I have. And I had a few aftermarket blades. They do transfer over. And to me, it's just not worth it to try to slot the Dremel brand blades to fit into my new one. I just buy a blade. Because the one I got, it came with a bunch of blades. The only blade I wish would carry over is I had a kind of like a half circle fan shape drywall cutter that was just really handy because it didn't have that edge as rounded. So you could you know get some nice cuts and you can kind of catch the corner of anything. That's all right. So I'm just gonna have to scrap it and toss it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It had to be. I would assume it has to be something. The circuit board that it just overloaded itself on power. I mean, it can't be power from the wall. I'm out mean, like a surge. I don't see how, why, what, where. I, mean, I assume it would have done damage more than just the Dremel. Odd. And it's been so long. I don't quite know what happened 
when it stopped. I mean, my recollection just stopped working, so that's why I wonder if it's a switch because it just seems like Dremels have a habit of the switches going bad. Who knows? Oh, you know, this is crazy. I often complain about Facebook Marketplace. It's where everybody is. You know, if you're looking for, if you're trying to sell stuff, that's where the audience is. If you're trying to buy stuff, that's where everybody is. And yeah, I, I tried posting to other sites and just the amount of traffic I got on Facebook, the amount of people reaching out on Facebook dwarfed every other site. So I'm still on Facebook, always peddling stuff. And I don't know what it is, but since the pandemic, it's just bad. You get people, I get you're going to get a lot of people that are, you know, they message you and they're not really interested. But I have a tried and true system on you know, verifying, kind of feeling out that people are legitimate. And usually, before the pandemic, every time by the time we got, I don't know I've said this before, I'm sure I have, because I love to rant and rave about this, and I'm going to rant and rave about it now. Once I, we confirmed a time and a place, and, you know, it was, hey, I'm meeting you here, this is what I'm driving, what are you driving? I get the response, they told me what they're driving. Before the pandemic, I never had a no-show after that. Man, since the pandemic, and again, the pandemic was like three years ago, right? I get a lot of no-shows. Um, a couple times I've actually driven to the place. Like I've confirmed, you know, the night before that morning, like, Hey, we're meeting at this time, this place is what I'm driving. This is what you're driving. Like we're set. We're good. And like, yeah, they tell me they're set. And I've had two people no show. Now where are we meet? I don't meet at my house. I just, I don't want that nonsense, but it's two or three minutes away. Easier to get to. And I've had people no show after that. Never had that happen to me before. I had multiple people where, you know, I'm trying to set up a time and place. Like I had one person this past weekend. I was like, tell me what time you want to meet. He's like, Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Sometime today. Okay, so I propose a time. No response. The time passes. No response. I mean, like, I'm not going to go out there unless I get a know what they're driving, get a you know an enthusiastic response. Message the next day, like, hey, when you want me? He's like, yeah, uh, sometime today. He's like, just give me a time, dude. I've asked you multiple times. Just tell me a time. And dude, just doesn't tell me a time. And who knows? And most time, I do not follow up with people because I've just found that it's not worth it. It's not going to lead to some sale. You know, if maybe for in person, maybe I could talk them into something. Uh, but, you know, I did message a few people this weekend just because I was annoyed. And I lash out passive-aggressively by asking, like, hey, when are we going to meet? What time do you want to meet? That's where I passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressively lash out. Uh, and it gets so many people where you get to the point of planning the time. It's like, all right, we're planning this day, this time. What are you driving? This is what I'm driving. What are we going to do? And then nothing. No response whatsoever. I say all that to say this. I don't want to jinx it. I don't offer shipping, at least I don't list it in there. But I had somebody message me about some stuff I had, and that's about ship. And I thought I'd tell them no, because I figure I calculate shipping two or three times in the past few months, and I give them that number, and then you never hear from them again. It's like, why would you ask me to calculate shipping and then not respond? Now, I've, I've shipped many of things, and I've had people get it, which is always good. Uh, but this person, they bought some things I had, and I would bought it at an estate sale, there's a bunch of stuff. I didn't really want all of it, but I wanted a bunch of chains and hooks and pullers and stuff. And to me, the price I paid for the chains and hooks, I was happy with that price alone. But I got a bunch of tools that I didn't really need because there are a lot of diesel-specific tools, but this guy wanted it. And with what he paid me, now, I've been paid. The item is shipped out. He has not received it. And I'm always a little, I'm a little skeptical, you know, because there's plenty of ways this could go wrong, even though I've been paid. Uh, and shipped out, and I've got pictures of the box of me taking it to the post office, all that stuff. Because still, still sell to them, but it covered the price I paid for these items a little bit on top, and that's good. I like that. Uh, so one of those rare Facebook Marketplace success stories. I think that's all I got for today. That is really all it comes down to. It you know, working a bunch of projects, got a bunch of cars in my yard, finally getting this air dryer loop done. I, seriously, I've had all these parts just sitting on my workbench for months. I think I ordered it back in July or August. So I'm glad. One, just to get it off my workbench, because it's taken up 
a fair amount of workmanship. All these pipes and angles and you know uh, ball valves. I'm glad to be done with it. Uh, but right now I'm still I'm still just working on the frame. The frame should be done tonight. Once the frame's done, I still got to paint it. Want to run over the edges. Then it's a matter of putting the pipe together, cutting it, all that stuff. So it's going to be a bit of a project, but it it'll be good. Like it's going to fit in the spot I've got. Uh, and that's it. It's going to be good. It's nice bright blue pipe. Looks good. Anyway, that's it. I'll talk to you next week. You can count on that. This has been another rousing episode of Fridays on the Fly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Ward. Go to our website, fridaysonthefly.com. From there, you can find everything. Episodes, iTunes links, Stitcher, whatever you need from Fridays on the Fly, you can find it there. So go there, check us out. <laughs>